Hi, I'm Mrs. W, and I'm a teacher. And I'm Mrs. B, and I'm a teacher. Teaching really is an art, but with our actual degrees and experience in teaching, we have a BS in education. What happens in the classroom doesn't stay. It gets told right here, right now, today. What happens in the classroom doesn't stay. It gets told right here, right now, today. It's a BS in education. Welcome to a BS in education. It's us. I'm Miss B. That's Miss W. And I'm Miss W. We're here. Maybe every other week. Maybe every three weeks. Maybe every week. Yeah. Shit, I don't know. <laughs> we're here when we're here, and you're just excited. It's like. It's like Christmas morning. You never know when you're going to open yeah, your Yeah, it's a total surprise. Find. It's a total surprise for us, too, because we never know. Oh, you know what? I had a, I didn't, I don't even know if I told you this because I was so busy and swamped, but apparently I like fully said my whole name in the last podcast. <laughs> you did? So I had to delete it. Yes! <laughs> I found out one of our loyal fans that also Thank has you, my... Fan. My my phone number Sound was number. like, yo, you said your name, and I'm fully at Sound of Music, and I reply with, what, what do you mean? Because I didn't know if I said my first name or my last name, so it yeah. took a while, and it was like, you said your last name, and I was like, you help a sister out with the time code, and they were like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> this was, they're being fully a dick. They're not an, a total yeah. idiot, and uh, they were just like, I don't know. I was listening at 7.30. That's a, that's the best I could give you. And I was like, God damn it. That is <laughs> so, but my point was, Thank this God has happened. Thank God millions you know, of listeners turned you in. Pull into behind your... the curtains. Yeah, pull behind the curtains. <laughs> this is probably like the third time one of us has, has our uh, yeah. outed ourselves. And what happens is I'll immediately just, I'll go to Take the mobile app and just delete the podcast. And then I'll go back in and find the spot and... And take out the name and then re-upload it. But does that fuck up our statistics? Because I look at this last episode and I'm like, wow, that's not very many listeners. But it's because, like, it got split with who downloaded it ahead of time and who didn't. So I just wonder if it, if it, yeah, probably does. But that's fine. If we ever got too big, we would have to just stop doing it because I don't, I mean, I don't want to get fired. (laughs) It would have to be either. real big. It would have to support my luxurious lifestyle. Right. We would have to get um, sponsors, such as, let me roll into my BS for this week. Yes. We got back from spring break yesterday after driving in the car for more than 10 hours. And oh. my daughter is in the kitchen and she goes, why is the rug soaking wet? No, Turns no, no. out there's a little drip coming from the AC vent in the kitchen that's from a pipe that was leaking in our ceiling. No. So, um, my is husband y'all, y'all's AC there. is in. Y'all have the one AC in the is attic? fine. No, well, the AC is in the attic, but it was like an actual plumbing pipe. Okay. That was okay. <clears throat> like you know where our guest oh, room is, and there's okay. that yes. that door that used to flop open when we didn't have the bed where it is mm-hmm. now, when it was like haunted, and we had to push the bed yes. against it so it wouldn't open. So he crawled back there, and he was shining the light on the thing, and he had to like push insulation away from the pipes. And he thought it was like a little piece of fiberglass from the insulation on the pipe. Nope, it's just like a hairline fracture in one of these pipes oh. from the 1970s. So he was like, all right, everybody go take a shower, fill up some jugs, and we're shutting the water off. So the water is still off in our house. He's going to get some stuff to fix it today. But I have to give a big shout out to my $200 kitchen rug from Ruggable because it soaked up all the water and none of it got on our hardwood floor. Because it would have ruined oh. 
the flooring. Hell yeah. So shout out to that $200 rug. Like I never, I mean, I've already said before, it's washable. It's pretty great, but it also is completely waterproof. So that was amazing. I need a new runner from where our front door is because of the linoleum. Because we walked yeah. it, like, when we started renting this place, it was like, oh, great, they left us a rug. And it's because the linoleum's, like, all gross, fucked underneath well, it, told, so they put it down. <clears throat> that's what I told my husband because he said, oh, this happened one time when I was in high school when we came back from vacation, and it had ruined this one spot in their kitchen floor. And they ended up God, having to replace sucks. all the flooring downstairs because if they would have just replaced that one spot, it would Yeah, then you have noticeable. this weird... And I was right. like... Or we could just leave a rug on that one patch that we had to replace <laughs> because I don't have another $15,000 to redo the floors. But yeah, I mean, because we, we picked up that rug to let it dry outside and it was like water pouring off of it. There was so much water and none of it seeped through the rug. It was amazing. I, I think, doesn't Ruggable do like subtly nerdy rugs too? Like they yes, have like they have some, some Star Wars, Wars ones. Disney, but the pattern like is such that, yeah, you that you wouldn't know. really hard. Like, you don't know unless you read the description, like, oh, this is a baby Yoda rug. But you can't tell. Yeah. It just looks like a lovely sage. Like, Oh, maybe really that's cool. what I'll do. I got I got $200 from my in-laws for my birthday. So there you go. Get you a maybe fun I'll, little Yoda runner. Maybe I'll get a, uh, yeah, exactly. But the good news is oh, that you're renting. Goodness. So if you don't spring for a ruggable and the floor gets messed up, they have to pay for it. Yeah, so. exactly. Although they're landlords, exactly. so who knows if they ever will. That's the other thing. Oh my goodness. So I've got so much different BS today. So I just I already told Miss B I've got family and friend drama happening and I'm just so exhausted about it. Oh, you know, I was telling Mr. F about it. Um and he said something so funny. He said that he's what did he say? He's he's drama Teflon because then I was like, Oh, I'm sorry, I just dumped all of this on you and I was like, What a fun what? phrase. I want That's to be great. drama Teflon. Yeah. I would like to be drama Teflon. Like, I'll hear it, but it just slides off me because it's not related to me. It's not my drama. So, I can just hear it. Exactly. But I'm not. So I, that that night, I had like two nights, and I'm not sure because I have a cold, so I've been taking Dayquil. So it could be the cold medicine, but I stopped taking it at like 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. I have had so much trouble sleeping the last couple nights. It was so bad night before oh. last that at... 2 a.m. I went downstairs to open my Amazon box that had some melatonin in it to take it at 2 a.m. Like a little night raccoon Be- taking your own. Yes. I like I had like my sleeping mask headphones on and was mm-hmm. I've just been like listening to Harry Potter because that's my comfort thing. Yes. Yeah. I just like have to and I, I don't have to like I know what's going to happen. So it's not going exactly. to keep me awake. You don't have to- so I, I don't know what it is. Um, I, yeah, I just don't know. I've had so much trouble sleeping the last few days. I'm not sure if it's just like residual sound of music anxiety and I yeah. just got Oh, that's used the worst. You just have sleeping. that like come down. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you're still, your yeah, brain like, is still conditioned to being like, oh, what are you forgetting? What yeah. still needs to be done? Yeah. I mean, I hope that's what it is because then it should... <laughs> It should go, go away. Time, but. <laughs> but I went I went to Michael's and I bought a paint by number because I was like, I just need busy work need and to... I don't I'm not used to not having a crazy a amount of stuff things. to do. Yeah. And then That's my rough. other little BS is I'm working on my resume. So uh-huh. it's when you work in theater or and theater education, it's like what am I putting on my resume? Do I put 
like if I just show you my directing resume, it's like I can fit a full page, a -hmm. full page of I directed or choreographed this at this theater. And it's got all this information. But I also need like my education stuff. This is where I teach. These are the degrees I have. Right. Um, This is where I've worked more than one. Like, so, so what I think I'm going to do and am working on um, is making a resume that also has, so I'm thinking about just like highlighting a handful of shows on it. Mm -hmm. And then I have a link that goes to a digital copy of my full directing resume. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you have advice? What do you think? And will you look at my resume yes, later I will tonight look or at tomorrow? <laughs> I don't know. That's so hard. It's like, yeah, because you have to have different resumes for different yeah. things that you're doing. That's tough. It's weird because I teach at several. And when you're a person that's like a, a, a contractor, I'm, I There's work so at three many or four things. different places. Exactly. So it's like. It do I put looks... all of them? Do I put right? Yeah, like it, like it shows that I. Do... It like almost gives the impression that I don't have longevity. That you're a flake and you don't. But, stick right, with the thing. but it's like no, I've I'm been at this university for three years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's tough. I'm glad I you think understand you can pick and my choose. plight. Yeah, and well, you know, I've gone through the same thing, not to your extreme, but I think you pick and choose, like per job that you're applying for, what to put on mm-hmm. there. I would just kind of. I th- yeah, through. I'm thinking about having a chunk that's like um, recent directing whatever and like mm-hmm. directing choreographing and then putting like five or six credits on there uh, and then just having like click here for full length and then like educational, uh, like theater education, like teaching stuff right. and then listing the the three places I currently teach. Yeah. And then having like all of my degrees in business i guess i don't know i just want to pay someone a couple want... of, that's also the in-laws money is anyone listening can i give you 200 dollars and we just talk for a half hour <laughs> go to and you get all of this info somebody. from me yes. i have thought about it i you seriously should, because have you thought know there's people it. on there who are like former hr or whatever who would yeah just make it look good and i guess it's a thing to put your fucking picture on your resume now like a headshot <sighs> yes yes i don't like that all the like so i have one of the schools where i work um and if you work if you're listening and you work at a university or you're going to a university they have subscriptions to everything for free so like i get to use canva i get the pro canva if Mm -hmm. i log in with this school address i get the new york times for free if i log in with this school address so on canva which is do you know what canva is yes it's like, yeah, yeah. So like fancy templates and stuff. Um, so when I put in simple resume template, every fucking one has like a little circle at the top for a picture. I'm like, I even like when that. I put in simple and some of them will be like, like the full, your, it's shot, just like full me. Body. Yes. It's I know so, somebody so in my life who would have <laughs> so many to choose from. I also anyway. know that person, <laughs> and that's very funny that you just said that. Oh, uh, okie dokie. Anyway. <laughs> you want to talk about our actual topic? Let's do it. So yeah. So my my up? husband was yeah my husband was talking about um, flipped classrooms the other day, mm-hmm. and I was like, huh, you know what that is? 
Uh, maybe we should talk Why about Why was he talking about flipped classrooms? I don't even know. We were watching something. Oh, because we were watching the local news. And, of course, it was a story about somebody getting stabbed somewhere. And then mm-hmm. I went on a tangent about how students are out of control. And, uh, this, and your husband you know, was like, trying well, if they just flipped the classroom, then... Yeah, and well, then it started talking about like I started talking about like different educational styles or something, and he was uh-huh. like, "Flipped classrooms are the only ones that really work." And then I was just like, "How do you? How do you know? Know what that but is?" I but agree also, have we talked about that on the solid. podcast? I don't know if we have. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we did way back in the beginning, perhaps. Um, but it's worth I think a the only visit. way I think it would work. So Ooh, for let's those of you who don't know, for our let's listeners. talk about a flipped classroom. So yeah. in a flipped classroom. In the traditional classroom model, the teacher does the teaching, the kids do some work, they go home and they do some more homework. That's how it works. In a flipped classroom, in this digital age where these kids are glued to their devices anyway, they get the instruction in little short, to the point instructional videos or demos or whatever online, but they they watch those at home. So they're getting the instruction at home, like watching a YouTube video, right? Then when they come to class, they're working on applying whatever that thing was. And so the teacher, instead of being the sage on the stage, is able to work just on the work. Yeah, it's like a facilitator and like yes. pushing them forward. Right. right. And so the kids get more time in the classroom to actually work on applying the skill with the teacher's assistance. Um, the teacher can put the kids into groups better, all these other little things. So I think it's, I would love to do a flipped classroom. I think there's a few problems with it. One of them being yeah. that time, that time old issue with what kids are going to be able to do the flipped classroom at home. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of that thing with homework and why homework has been phased out in so many places is because, you know, most families are probably okay with my kid can go home and do homework. Um, but there's a lot of families also who they can't because they're their fourth grader is their primary caregiver because both parents work at night Mm -hmm. or the one parent works at night or the kid has to have a job because of X, Y, Z, especially as they get older. Or they don't Um, have internet access or or that like there's a whole list of barriers. There's a whole, or in the case of my college students, they just don't fucking do it. Yes. (laughs) Because my speech classes I teach are completely flipped. They're assigned all of the readings and activities mm-hmm. are due. They have to take a quiz on it by Sunday night on the, the two or three chapters we're covering that week. And then I am free to either lecture, which I don't do. I always just yeah. have some kind of in-class activity or project or whatever. Right. But they don't, they don't do it. read it. <laughs> yes. because They skim it to... so they can pass the quiz. Right. And kids know that they won't be held accountable for whatever right. they don't do at home. They know that. And parents enable that also. So I think in a perfect world, I think flipping classrooms is a wonderful educational model. I think it would be much more valuable than the way things are done now. I think it's a better use of time. Um, but also, the parents wouldn't have the excuse of, I don't know what the hell y'all are doing. I can't support them at home because mm-hmm. how are y'all even teaching it? Because they're while well, they're watching it at home, Mom, so why don't you just sit next to them while they're watching how to do whatever yeah. it is. But I think that's the problem is that the accountability is so low like that requirement is so low to non-existent now for kids like everything is on the teacher that i think we would still find a way to blame the teachers if we switch to flip learning and the kids aren't doing their stuff at home that would somehow still be the teacher's fault 
And one way that 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 flipped has worked has worked for me is I've got so I've got my speech class, which is very much read these chapters of the books and, you know, either do this activity or, or watch this video or whatever. It's very mm-hmm. like it's pre-done. It's pre-packaged. Right. Um, and I have found that the majority of my students do not do the readings, which mm-hmm. is fine. Like, I know it. It's Although fine. Although I seem to remember in co- when I was in college, that was kind of what they wanted us to do also. They were like, all right, next week we're talking about these chapters. Make sure you've read them before we get to class. But I never read anything. Right. Right. That Like, I'm not – I am – if I try to, if I try to have whatever discussion based on the assumption that they are reading it, it just ends up be being a like discussion. a ninety-minute bullshit session because they're yeah. all just saying things that don't really mean anything. Mm-hmm. So it's ineffective. But where I have found it does really work well is in my asynchronous classes. Um, when I and I'm sure there are kids that just jump straight to the assignments and there's nothing I can of do course. about it. But I try to structure it in a way that uh, that's much more difficult for them. <clears throat> but in those situations where I give them the same information like three different ways, they've got an article, a video, and a, a podcast, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all like bite sized, they're all 10 minute things. Yeah. And then we have to apply it somehow. That has 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 been pretty effective for me mm-hmm. in the past. Again, I'm not sure if they actually digest the or content the before I know. or if once they get to the project, because I, I make these little videos and I always say like, hey, if you're if you're starting this project and you haven't made the videos and you're confused, you better not send me an email go. saying X, Y and Z. If you haven't read <laughs> or if you haven't read and watched, watched or whatever. The thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really it is unclear to me whether they're going back. I wonder if I could track that with Blackboard somehow, whether they're going back once they get and the actually, assignment and like cherry picking. Yeah. But I at least get the impression that they're doing it in the flipped uh-huh. version. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that would be hard to track and follow. I don't know. Like maybe if. You know, if kids started in kindergarten and that's just how the right. educational model worked, because it's gotten so much to the point where, like, well, my kids are at school for eight hours a day. Like, they need, why aren't you teaching it to them there? Right. Like, they shouldn't right. have to go home and do anything. Um, but I think also that would help us move to like a four day a week school model or a, mm-hmm. you know, different Ooh, hours of the idea. day kind of school model. Because I, so. so- Kind of on a tangent, I know that there's some school districts who have changed to the four-day-a-week school model, but they've extended the school year, so they're still right there for the same it's number of It's still the hours. same amount of days or yeah. hours, right? so like, I don't know if I would want that. But um, if there's more onus on the kids and the families to help participate in the educational process, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, just had an, I just had an idea, uh, which this would be like it would need a massive overhaul uh but what if they're the kids computer lab time instead of just being all practice tests or and or typing or whatever it is Uh that semester what if that was when they were getting the preview of stuff so it's like flipped ish like they're watching the you know the you're still expected to get the information from this other thing yeah 
Yeah. Well, it could even but they're work getting in, exposed to it. Yeah. Right. Or like if you go back to this, not the centers model, because I know we don't like that terminology, but where like, I okay, like centers. I did. Too. I have fond memories of centers. I loved centers. <laughs> but you have, you know, five kids. And right now your center is watching this 10 minute video and then trying this thing with it. And then the next center mm-hmm. is you come sit with me at this table and we actually work on that skill together. And then the center after that is you were independently working on X, Y, Z on that thing. Um, you know, if we took, if we started training students to like use their teachers instead of the answer, the answer right. patrol or whatever, but more as the, okay, so did you get the information from the resource that I gave to you? Because that's our world now. Like that's how we get oh, information. Absolutely. So and because they're supposed to, like, we're supposed to be training them to be able to read things and take information out of it anyway. They're not doing that. Um, but if we can at least train them to use these things as tools and then, but still give them that opportunity to work with us on that skill and then release them to the hounds, you know, to do it on their own. You know, I think that could be effective. And then weaning them off to like, okay, so tomorrow we don't have that first center where you're sitting and watching the video for 10 minutes. Our first center is you're actually doing the stuff. So you got to watch this at home. I don't know. I mean, I think from I think it will work at some schools and I think it wouldn't work at other schools. It just kind of depends on yeah. parent buy-in and all that stuff that I found no a, um, uh, like an infographic. I'll, I'll link it in the show notes that has seven steps for having you know uh, seven steps to a flipped classroom Mm -hmm. um and step number one two three four i think is the most important step and it is the verify that the students have watched the video and that's like the toughest part so we had there was a i can't remember the platform it was it was Early pandemic days when everybody was just kind of throwing money at stuff. There was some program, and I loved it, that one of my universities used. And it allowed you to show students uh, a video or a PowerPoint or a whatever. And it let you circle different things. It let them comment on specific times in the video. Mm. Um, So I might say, like, you need to have 10 comments about the water cycle, 10 is too many. You need to have three comments like during the water cycle um, video at the appropriate time code. Yeah. So like as they're watching it, you know, they can type in a question that they might have or three questions or something Mm -hmm. like that. And it also would track how far they got into the video. It was so cool. It was the thing that was the closest. That sounds like... um... Well, Ed Puzzle kind of, you can kind of do that where you take Mm -hmm. a video and then throughout it, you can, you can stop it at certain points and have questions pop up and you can make it so they can't skip. They can't control where the, in the video they are. Like they can back it up, but they can't fast forward it. Oh, that's But you can have it to like multiple choice questions. You can have a yes or no. You can put, you know, short answer, whatever you want. Um, But I think you can only do it with videos. 
stuff. Yeah, this one was was really neat. And it would let, like, if I wanted a video with my face in it and another thing, and I'm moving mm-hmm. the mouse and circling things, and it let the kids, like, add notations. Like, it was really... That's cool. It was the closest to... Be- I can't remember what it was called. I will try to find it. Well, I know that my university did not pay for the license the second year, and I was real sad. Because it was... It was so interesting, and it did such a good job. Yes. Yeah. Because you have to. Exactly. Exactly. That's why. So I'm looking at my, we're at the midpoint of the semester for my colleges, and you have to do, like, it's a census. Public schools Mm -hmm. make you do it, too, at the beginning of the year. I don't know if they make you do it in the middle of the year. But it's a check-in of who has not been coming to class. So I have to say if there are people that haven't been participating. So I've got, you know, two online classes and one in-person class. And I look at my online class and I've got 25 kids and like five of them are failing and just aren't participating. Just don't do anything. Yeah. Because it's online. And you know how many are not participating or failing in my in-person? Zero. Zero. I mean, last semester when I had three in-person classes, I definitely had a couple of kids that flaked. But the percentage is so much lower. Mm -hmm. For sure. Because they have accountability. Like you can. Right. And they know who I am as a human. Right. It's just, it's so much different. So there are some students, I was thinking about this uh, today, about um, how... I think your son could probably, even now, but definitely by eighth grade, like get a lot of his general ed stuff done with if he just did the online (laughs) version at the university. Because I'm like, this is so easy. Like we're setting the bar so So fucking low. I know. So fucking low. Yeah. Ridiculous. But it's because Mm -hmm. we know that they're not going to do it. And so instead right. of just being like, well, if you don't do it, then you don't pass. We just lower the bar so that everybody can experience that success, no matter mm-hmm. how much they don't do anything. Um, one thing about the flipping the classroom. So, you know, I teach ELAR. So every day mm-hmm. I do a word study lesson, spe- you know, spelling rules, phonics, things like that. I do a grammar lesson. I do a read aloud. We do, which a read aloud, I would always do that in person because I think that's just invaluable. Um, I always do some sort of reading lesson. Sometimes I'll do a reading lesson and the kids work and then I'll do a second reading lesson and the kids do work. And then same thing with writing. There's either one or two writing lessons. So then I'm thinking about, okay, so that's four videos a day that I would have to be providing for them to watch. So that's the other thing is like, how much time would we want kids spending at home right. doing work unless we shorten the school day or unless we switch to a four day a week model where they can right get some so of you've that. got one day where you're doing the prep for the following week and right. one day where the kids and, are having their like online learning yes and they can be at home doing those things so it's not all like you the kids are up until nine o'clock every night just watching school videos for the next day because we also know that mm-hmm. that is not that would not work you know, no, um, because right. you, I mean, you have some families now who are like, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this project that you're giving me three months for because I have baseball every Thursday afternoon and I have, you know, tennis Monday through Wednesday. And I'm like, you can't find two hours in the next three months to get this project done. Right. Really? You can't find three hours to read a book, a single book over this nine week period. Um, 
so we have that problem too of if we give them that time how do we make sure that parents are like no no like it's you're at home but it's a learning right time like it's still part of your school day or your school year and then also that issue of you know school is free babysitting like if we're being honest it really is so what do that's exactly do? what I was going to say. I was like, what's going to happen is you're going to all these like centers are going to spring up yep. that are like, we will babysit your kids and make exactly. them sit in front of the computer. And then the people and, that can afford it can af- will go and the ones right. that can't. Yeah. Or does it become part of the public school system where they open Friday centers where right. parents drop their kids off and they mm-hmm. watch all their videos there, you know, and then they get so you can just have a bunch of paras working there and you don't have to have. Right certified teachers licensed teachers right yeah so i don't know i mean it would require a lot of different moving parts to get it to work but i do feel like it's more effective because kids don't have as much of an opportunity to zone out and wait for you to do everything for them Mm -hmm. um like it would require them to do more thinking on the front end than they can because i you know i do everything i can when i am lecturing to make it as interactive as possible so that they have to be on their toes and we're, you know, call and response mm-hmm. and movements and stand up and do this and do that. But, you know, and I feel like I get to most of them, but there's always a handful that have their heads up their ass yeah. the entire time. And that's going to happen too if they're at home watching a video. So I don't know. That's tough. But yeah, I think the tech would have a huge piece to do with it. Um, and then, you know, giving teachers that time to make the videos and also teachers not worrying about, oh, I didn't. I messed up when I made that video. Like, I need to do that. I need to do another mm-hmm. take because, like, I feel like that's going to be hard, too. Because I remember when we were doing COVID stuff, oh. my partner was just, like, panicked. She did not want to get on Zoom. And I'm like, it's just you talking. But the difference is now you can see yourself while you're – I'm like, just turn your – Right. Like, put the screen so that you see all their little faces and not yours. But right. I would do it, too. Like, I would make a video on fractions, and I would be – trying to set it up so like okay all they can see is the whiteboard so i'm gonna move my hand and i talk too much at this part so i'm gonna edit this out but just like getting over yes, that and then you become a stupid editor and it takes yes. forever but and you're like oh my god so, this takes so long but i think training teachers how to just like get over yourself and put it up what put up what you have and to make a network of like a pool where people can get these videos right. made so you don't have to be reinventing the wheel every single time you know so when I was getting that certification in online course design, um, we talked a lot about videos and there was a specific study, I don't remember, um, but it was part of the course and it was specifically stating that um, students are more likely to pay attention and connect with you if it is an unpolished video. If it's yeah. like, oh, you're it's giving your video life. and then your cat comes in or your kid comes in and you're like, hey, go get, no, get out go, I told you to brush your teeth. And yeah. the, it makes you much more of a human and it makes, um, it increases buy-in or something. There's no way I'll be able to find this, this article or this study, but I yeah. promise it was a thing. It was a real thing. So, and I, and it was part of some of my coursework. And I remember when I learned that, it just, like, so much freed me up to, like, yeah, I'm going to do this week's thing in my hoodie. Because before that, it was like, let me look like 
let me look like professional, professional professor and, w yeah. doing this whatever and now i'm like no if no, the studies gonna, said xyz then, then hell yeah let's do the it the way i am right makes now. my life easier and we're gonna do it with me looking like this yeah mm-hmm. but i think that would have to be a whole a whole new generation of pd let's put it that way for teachers yeah. to get on board with that which is great for the pd industry because lord knows they need more stuff to talk about because they've already talked about I'm trying about to get us else. in that that's Ad i need nauseum. another i need another resume that would make me look like a pd professional oh, <laughs> i need write that too down. many resumes that to your list. y'all right i did i wrote pd down <laughs> y'all make me a resume uh, um all right so i had some random sound of music stuff that i don't think i talked about in the last episode but if i did please tell me let's hear it um did so so there's this one part in uh tea a drink with jam and bread where i have them do this little tea and then they do this like cross step heel click and on the dress rehearsal this kid's shoe just like flew into the fifth row and it was so amazing and it was so and i got it on tape so i need to find the the video i want to see it and my list of videos so that was amazing um the the idiot artistic director uh no it wasn't him just trust me i know a lot of other stuff that's not his fault has happened but this was also not his fault when he put the seats into the ticketing system he had them start with A, but the seats don't actually start till C because they take oh, out the first two rows for the orchestra pit. Yeah. So all the parents that bought front row seats Were had to sit in, in folding chairs. Oh, no. Folding chairs. Oh, no. And then he wasn't there for the last two shows, so my poor stage manager had to deal had with to parents deal with that. being oh, mean. Um, yeah. Ugh, gross. That sucks. Uh, did I tell you about the the microphones? I know I told you personally. I can't remember if we discussed I don't remember it. I said it on the on the show. Shit, oh, I don't want to retell the story. Uh, so basically, I'll I'll tell it really quickly. And if you if I did tell it on the last podcast, I apologize. Fast forward like ninety seconds. So this artistic director uh, did not have a microphone vendor, so I gave him the name of somebody that was going to rent us the microphones for half price because I'm renting stuff from him for another production. So he cut us a great deal. Mm -hmm. Uh, Artistic director says that Guy is taking too long to get back to him. So I casually ask Guy, hey, have you heard anything about the microphones? And he's like, nope. Nope. So artistic director just didn't email him, but didn't have an answer for us. So he blamed it on him. So I'm just like, okay, I'm just saving these emails. Like, how dare you use Uh my contact and then try to talk shit about him? Yeah. So then we do end up getting Mike, like the Mike contract or whatever signed. Everything's fine. So now it's Saturday, um, like set bill. We, We loaded the set in on Friday and then we had like a build and paint and whatever day Saturday mm-hmm. and I I was doing light cues <clears throat> and the artistic director sends us a message Sunday morning that's like oh uh the mic pickup didn't pan out we aren't gonna have microphones for our tech rehearsal um like, so I immediately just I just immediately text the person 
and am like, hey, I'm so sorry to be micromanaging, but what happened with the microphones? So he just sends me a screenshot of an email he sent to the the artistic director or Saturday night that was like, hey, man, nobody came to pick up the microphones. We were waiting. Like, what's up? So I what see artistic f- director and I just ask him to his face. Maybe I didn't tell you about this. You told me that you didn't have mics for the tech, but I didn't hear about this. Yes. So I just ask him to his face, like, why don't we have microphones? And he's like, well, you needed me here. So I needed to be here to paint the set. To which I replied, like, I was like, well, I, I really think this should have been a conversation. And that should have been a decision for me to make. Because I would rather have microphones for our tech rehearsal. And the person we're renting them from is driving to another state. Like, he's out of town. Um, But also, like, we sent the local idiot, because there's an idiot that lives far away, and a local one that's just fleecing the parents. He he works 25 hours a week. I have that in quotes. Air quotes. Uh, He bills them for 25 hours a week. He, I would be shocked if he does two hours of work. Anyhow. Um, like we sent him to get coffee and lunch. Uh, somebody had to run to Home Depot. It's like, you're telling me. So, so he just forgot, but he wouldn't say that out loud. He never apologized. He made it sound like it was his. Yes. So, so microphones show up the next day. We, they get picked up, uh, because somebody else that works for the company was nice enough to go meet him. Um, so mics get picked up. So then he tells us on Friday, like, oh, by the way, I'm leaving tomorrow. Like, I won't be here for for strike or anything. Um, excuse you, what? And the local idiot hasn't been around at all. I at know. All. So I'm just, like, so irritated and just, like, this is so incredibly you unprofessional. You your own production company. I've thought about it. And Mr. F was like, absolutely do not. It's going to be such a headache. And I'm like, Ugh, you're right. But maybe I will. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so but maybe I still will. Uh, so so then Saturday morning, uh, artistic director just like he never told me that he was leaving. Like he never said I won't be here. He didn't tell the music director. I find out from the stage manager who's like upset because she's like, yeah, I don't know to do how to everything. use this POS for the tickets and the other thing. And I'm like, I'll help you with front of house stuff, whatever needs to get done. But she was like, pissed. Freaking out. Uh, yeah. uh, so, so he never actually tells us. But then music director and I um, were in the booth. We were looking for plastic knives to cut up some muffins, and that's my next story. <laughs> um, and he just casually mentions to our artistic director, like, how are the microphones getting back? Like, you're leaving town. You... Local idiot's not going to be here. Asshole. How are they getting back? And he's just like, oh, I just assumed local idiot will take care of it. And I was like, "You can't." but how? Shit like that, he's bro. not here. Yeah. It's $20,000 worth of equipment. I don't think it's going to fit in his Corolla. Oh, uh-huh. And also, I don't trust him to do it because he hasn't done anything Any thus far. Yeah. So long story short, I brought them back and it's fine. Oh, but just like. It's not fine, though. Like. Oh, it's n- it's definitely not. And the, uh, 
I we had our debrief with one of the board members, and I just got an email from the new board president. He wants to have lunch next week, and I'm like, oh, great. I will tattle. I will burn this bridge. I don't care. I'm never going to work here again. Hell I was yes. like, please let me wrap right, these people out. Absolutely. Um, and then the music director, the reason he's upset is he's like, this is now two very good directors I've worked with that have said, I will never, never work here again. again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So now to the muffin thing. So local idiot brought muffins um, to the one day he was there. And uh, uh, so music director and I, like they were fancy giant muffins. It was like, there's mm-hmm. got to be a plastic fork up here somewhere. So we're looking, looking, looking. And then I go, oh, those are my high heel shoes. That I left here a year ago. What? <laughs> when I do these shows, I to... can't wear heels for like eight hours. It's not going to happen. No. So I keep heels in the booth and I'll put them on when I have to like to go, go down to talk to parents and, and stuff. Yeah. And then when I come back, I take them off and put on my tennis shoes. So I guess last year I left shoes there and then nobody Oops. touched them. So then That's fast amazing. forward to like. I know, and I really love the shoes, too. I didn't realize. I just thought when we moved that I misplaced them and they were still in a box. So then I'm sitting, um, and we're we're watching the show, and we have, like, like purple lighting in the booth so that it's, like, we can read and see the papers. It's, like, black light. Yeah. But it's not, like, super distracting to the audience. And out of the corner of my eye, I see a hoodie and I'm like, man, that really kind of looks like my, my hoodie that I haven't seen. You just have like a full wardrobe. I lean over and I pull up and it's got my like come from away. Oh zip up hoodie. <laughs> the fact that it's believe? been here a like, year and nobody has taken yes, it out. And no student so stole bizarre. it. It's like, this is a high school. How did somebody not wander away? with this this theater nerd hoodie that I have but also yay but this is like just such an example of how I just like spread my whole life out (laughs) because you're there like you were there you you know there for 70 hours that week and I had so much shit that I brought in with me so that is uh, the story of me being ridiculous yes I so then I like it. walked and like really examined everything before I left because I was like well what else did what I else am I forgetting how fun how like I thought I lost these things ridiculous is that how ridiculous that's amazing yeah all right let's let's take a quick break all right we're back I was just thinking like my husband's gonna listen to this and make so much fun of me but then he came in here and he's lost a pair of pants that (laughs) boom roasted sorry I'm looking at movie times for later today what is 65 it's got Adam Driver oh I you heard of this oh this is familiar yeah, I know that he's in some movie and thinking, I want to see that. And now I can't remember a single thing about it. 5.7 out of 10. Demon Slayer. There's like no good movies out right now, I don't think. That's because the Oscars just happened. Isn't this the time when all the movies are terrible? Yeah, it's like Shazam, Scream, mm-hmm. 500, Creed 3. I Creed liked 3 the first good. Shazam. <laughs> it's pretty cute. Oh, yeah. Husband saw Creed. Um, I don't remember if it, he said it was good or not. It's got 87% it's got Michael B. Tomatoes. Jordan in it, though. I so know. Don't hate that. No, he's a pretty good-looking man. Pretty, all right. Not, not terrible to look at for two hours. <laughs> I'll, probably, I'll probably leave all this in. <laughs> I feel like our, Why not? Our, our listeners want to hear section. our movie thoughts. <laughs> um, okay, so let's go on to our, since we're in the entertainment segment, 
Um, we just yeah. talked about movies. Let's talk about books we're reading. What you reading right now? Yeah. Nothing really. I'm trying to read a nonfiction book called Young Forever that's just about, it's like a doctor wrote it. It's just, you know, it's the okay. same old bullshit. Don't eat processed food. Get lots of sleep. Uh, um, sure. Okay. I try to read or listen to an audio book that has that same bas- basic message like once a year just mm-hmm. to, to subliminally myself. Yes. <laughs> yes. To like just plant it in there. I'm like, I know the things yeah. I just actively ignore them. Yes, um, and then and then I'm I'm re-listening to Order of the Phoenix as I mentioned earlier. Of course, and that's about it, man. I just so, I've, I've I've been swamped and yeah. have been unable to get into you anything. Can finally, new. have time to read a book for yourself. <gasps> yeah. Ooh, big yawn. Sorry, we drove so much the last two days. I'm just tired. So speaking of driving a lot, when we go on road trips, I always read books to my family. So we wrote, reread four I, Does that not books. kill your throat? I cannot believe no, you have the me. vocal stamina to read out loud for that long. Isn't that impressive? I mean, I'll read it for really probably is. like an hour straight and then I'll take a break for a couple hours and then read for another hour straight. Um, like 10-ish chapters at a time, depending on the length of the chapter. But we read four books. So one of them is um, a sequel to this book called Pax, which is about this boy whose mother is dead and his father goes off to war and he like adopts this wild fox kit and raises a kit. And then when his dad comes back, his dad makes him release the fox back into the wild after he's been raising him for like two years. It's the saddest thing. So this is the sequel to that book. And it's the boy coming back together with, they end up finding each other. Oh my God, it's, it's just so good. So, but this boy, like he's just emotionally shut down. He's got an adoptive kind of mother who's sort of raising him, but he won't, like he refuses to get connected to anybody or make any friends because he Mm -hmm. keeps getting hurt over and over again. So he's just emotionally dead. And then this, so every other chapter is told from his point of view. And then the Fox's point of view and the Fox has gone off and he's made a family, but he, he ends up coming to a place where he smells his boy. Like he can tell that his boy is mm-hmm. near. It's just, oh, it was so good. And then we read the book called ban this book. I think I've talked about this one before. Um, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a elementary school book about how stupid banning books is. And it's excellent story. And then, um, I read tuck everlasting to them. Good. Which everybody needs to read at one point in their lives. And then, uh, this new book that I got at the book fair called the storyteller. And it's from the point of view of this native American kid with anxiety and his, and it brings up the missing native American woman issue that Mm -hmm. goes on. So like his mother has gone missing and like all of his friends have at least one woman in their life who has gone missing. And so, but it's kind of, uh, it brings in like all these native American folklore mythology. And like, he goes on this kind of adventure with all of these animals, talking to him and guiding him through and helping him like realize different things. It was, it was pretty cool. So those were the kids books or like adolescent books that we read. And then I'm reading a nonfiction right now. It's called bird by bird by Anne Lamont. And it's for, it's like a, how to be a writer kind of book, but she's hilarious. Oh, okay. It's so funny, but like very usable little like snippets. Like this is a thing that you can do. This is a thing you can do. But she's hysterical, so I'm very much enjoying it. I can't that. stop thinking about that book that you were saying that would be 
a story from the perspective of every kid in the classroom. I know. I think I think it's very doable, especially I, if the like original story is, I don't know, just make it like a 25 to 50 page something. Yeah. And then it'll be really easy to, well, easy. And then um, just build off of Yeah. That. I think that's what I'm going to have to do is like just write a few scenes like in the classroom from just like a mm-hmm. generic narrator that's not a member of the class to kind of like build the story and then weave in some way to make it from all the different kids points of view but yeah mm-hmm. and the class pet yes and like the janitor definitely. that walks around, like there's expansion yes. packs it's just like totally yeah totally random those like palette cleanser very nothing to do like, chapters a, um there's a play that i still haven't read it um called puffs mm-hmm. that is the whole harry potter story from the view of Hufflepuff. So it's like all the like, but it's just normal shit that's happening at school. And like Harry Potter business is a little bit in the background. I still haven't had a chance to see it, but a couple of my friends have, have uh, produced it or directing it, directed it. So I really need to get my hands on it and read it. That sounds awesome. And maybe put it on myself. Yeah. Cause it said just like the concept is hilarious. That is hilarious. I would watch that. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, well, um, let's do some screaming in the parking lot. Yeah. So my screaming is that um, we just finished. This is the last day of our spring break. I have to go back to school tomorrow. And grades for report cards are due on Friday. And I I still have three different essays that I have to grade for both of my classes. That I don't want to grade. I hate grading essays so much. And the bad thing is I also know that there's a couple of kids who probably haven't finished all three of them. So I really need to get my shit together and be like, hey, finish an essay so that I can have at least one grade and I'll just X out the others and pretend like they don't exist or I'll count this grade three mm-hmm. times or something. I just don't want to deal with it. I hate it so much. Um, oh, and then also on Friday I'm getting my formal observation. So, But I already had the meeting with my AP and I'm like, she goes, do you know what you're going to be doing yet? And I was like, I have no idea. It was like Friday morning. I'll figure something out. And she goes, that's why I like observing you. Cause like you don't put on a song and da- a dog and pony show. You just do what you do. I was like, that is accurate. I do do what I do. And that you're going to get what you get. So, oh, so my screaming is just like, I'm trying not to micromanage. I'm doing this show. Um, I'm really trying to not not to micromanage my crew because I know like I take on too much work. These people are getting paid. They're getting paid good money. Mm-hmm. But then like my choreographer cancels a couple Fridays and then we have we have one day a week that the full cast the is called for three hours. So, like... <sighs> so we have one day a week that the cast is called for three hours. And because there's um, like department meetings are happening. I always run the first hour and 15 minutes because I am not a staff member at this school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also means like that's the day that students are available. They can't have any other clubs going on because all the teachers have to go to these these staff right. meetings. So choreographer was supposed to be doing stuff. And like, like, like I said, I'm trying not to micromanage. But if I had been up her ass more, I would have looked at the schedule and been like, why are you doing a small group dance instead of one of the major three dances. full group dances you're supposed yeah. to be doing? So I was 
um, choreograph, well, choreographing, I say that lightly. So there's a few songs that have everybody in them that I'm just doing all of them because she can't, like, she just can't do it. Yeah. So she stopped me when she got there, released 80% of the cast so she could work with a small group, but at least she was going to get that number done. Mm -hmm. So I get one of the soloists and we go in the other room and we're blocking her solo scene and then like 30 minutes later she pops in and was like i finished early and i was like what? bitch you did what like <laughs> jesus like you let it's me perfect. send home you let me send the home 40 cast. kids yeah. i could have finished my number like like how do you not realize that the quantity of information or the like the stuff that you have to teach is not going to take you two hours. Right. How do you not say, hey, Miss W, what I'm going to do today isn't going to take as long if you want to continue doing X, Y, Z. It's just like, I could have gotten so much done in that time. Like, oh my God. So it's just like, so I'm having a production meeting with them on Monday. And the only reason I'm having it is to make her say out loud what she has accomplished in the last three and a half weeks because it's it. next to nothing. That is the only, and I feel so bad that I have to call my my other two like staff members in because they are so super on top of their shit. Yeah. But I was like, hey, production meeting this time, this place, you know, please be prepared to say <laughs> what you've you finished. Done what you, what need you need do. help with yeah what you need need to like mm -hmm. give us a status report and what the concerns are Ugh, like i know that sucks so but like i know it just means i'm gonna have to do more of the dances have to do more. i know which they're probably gonna be better anyway i know but it's just like she's getting That's not paid your job almost as much as i am horseshit <laughs> it's ridiculous i know it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. I know. It's, yeah. It's so all that's worth that's. It. So it is all worth it. Okay. Worth it. Do you want? Do you want to go first? Or do you want? I'll me do to mine first. first. Um. Okay. You know how I've been obsessed with quantum learning since like two thousand eight. Yes. I got invited to be part of their next like training crew. So I'm super excited. Yay. They gave me like part of one of the scripts to perform for or to do for them so it's like a little five minute thing and then there's like an hour-long interview after that so it's not this monday but the How monday after awesome. that i'm pumped i know i'm so excited i'm pumped for you which also means that instead of going to pds i'll get to do the pds and get the hours for it yes. and possibly also yes. some more money so yay hell yeah and then they'll invite you to be part of their corporate whatever yes and, and i can make some real money <laughs> the hell out of here uh, what about you so my all worth it and i like I'm, I'm struggling with how to phrase this so i went and saw mr f's show so it was so good it was so fantastic mm -hmm. and i think all of the leads what show was he I think doing every single one of the leads mean girls oh yeah that's right so it was it was fantastic it was so funny um i th i'm pretty certain i taught all of the leads when they were in middle school either sixth seventh or eighth grade because uh -huh. there's a handful of them that got to do something with me as sixth graders and then we had to make it only seventh and eighth graders because it was too many kids mm -hmm. um anyway that's not the point so i watched the show and i am just so proud of them and i have very little to do with their theatrical upbringing but just watching um, their i'm not trying to like, like 
discount my talent or anything. Sure. But just watching them become like little grown-ups that are so talented and so dedicated yeah. and whatever. I'm so mushy proud of them. And I don't understand how parents do it. Like, how do you feel about your own children? <laughs> like, like, I'm just like such a bystander in their right? life. What is it like when you act? And I need to ask Mr. F this, too, because, you know, he gets to teach them in the a lot of them in the classroom yeah. the full year round. So a lot of them he, he has for four their, years. Yeah. So much more time. He spends so much more Involved, time with them than yeah. I do. And, but then also you as a parent. How do you do this with actual children that came out of your body? Like, it's how nuts. do you contain this? Like, <gasps> I'm just like, like oh, I just like, I know. It's yes. Whole, like, that's my baby. I watched them do that. I know. It's nuts. It's so weird. It is. And I'm just so impressed and proud of them. And I feel like that meme from um raising arizona with the like yes where she's crying and it's so uh, stupid every, and i'm like and again it's like they're not even my kids i know i, know. I was barely their teacher <laughs> and you're just yeah, like just be, so I know. amazing it's the coolest it's the coolest feeling. it is all right do you have a bs in education hey shoot us an email Hit us up on Instagram. Get but give us some voice message. Voice messages are, are very, Those very are favorite. Um, please, we would love to hear from you. All the stuffs in the show notes, 23473teach, BS in Education 2020 at gmail.com. I almost said hotmail. Where did that come from? What? Is that a thing anymore? <laughs> no, I don't know. It is because that's where all of my spam emails I still give oh, my hotmail account. Yes. <laughs> so hotmail definitely still somewhere. works now. Um yeah, uh, we want to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. This has been ABS in Education. Class is ended. Time to go. Pick up your crayons off the floor. Class is ended. Time to go. I don't want to see your face no more. Thank you for listening to ABS in Education. My tummy hurts.